This is the Dangerous Men Podcast, where we fight for all young men to be free. My name is Lowell Seashore. I'm the host, and today we have Nate, Clay, and Brian. All three have gone through Dangerous Men several times. Uh, Nate is currently teaching the 10 Rules for Spiritual Warriors, and both Brian and Clay are uh, leading a Dangerous Men groups. That's right. So I asked them to share something that is on their hearts about this subject. Tell us what you have to share for us. I think the thing that was really on my mind was the two weeks leading up to leading a group. Every single time, totally. it's like I'm getting hit by a freight train. <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's completely different each time because uh, Satan just hates it. It's different because there's different attacks each time where... One time it's homosexual attacks. Um, the other time it's I really want a relationship and like that's forefront of my mind. Another time is wow, I have so much school, I can't can't do anything. Um, but it's so startling on how hard Satan fights to stop guys from doing dangerous men. Or, yeah, and leading it. And leading it, yeah. yeah. Um, and doing anything just to get free or help each other get free. Do you all experience the same thing? Definitely. Yeah. Leading groups. This is my first group that I've led. I definitely felt the the spiritual warfare, the attacks leading up to it and during a lot of just weird various attacks on me and on our the members going through it. Uh, just things that would keep us from meeting and keep us from... Yeah. Attack. So explain what you mean by attack. Just interference, things that would... I mean, just all kinds of excuses that come to mind. Why I, I, I'm not good enough for this. Why I can't lead this group why things aren't going well and I just I, I can't be a part of this why it's just not a a good thing but I mean they're all lies so all, all thoughts in your head that are lies yeah definitely yeah. totally I agree on that I think there's definitely a lot of moments where I like am attacked with lies too I think it's one thing to be in a group and to like follow a leader but it's also another thing to like lead a group yourself and to see where how the enemy like attacks you through those kind of lies and for me you know it's it's uh, a lie that I've been hit with before. It's just like, oh, you're so different from all these guys, you know. And like you're, you grew up in a different culture. And you're, you're like, you don't belong here, you know. And they're not gonna. What is the culture you grew up in? Yeah, you know, I so I grew up. I'm Hmong. That's my ethnicity, and I, uh, you know, I grew up in a different. Like I, I didn't grow up as a Christian. So my family, we, uh, they practice shamanism, and then I'm like the only one out of the ten family members to like follow Jesus and was like accept him as my Lord and Savior. So. There has been a lot of struggle in trying to learn more about how do I like try to understand where everybody's coming from and, and at the same time be true to myself, you know, because there's a part in uh, Dangerous Men where you learn about um, identity theft, you know, and I think that was something that I took that was very like personal because, you know, when you're going through like Dangerous Men, you know, you think that the enemy is like attacking you like like trying to like like tell you oh don't go in this group and that's it you know and then after you're in this group you're all good and everybody is like with each other and then i think for me i felt that when i was like leading alone i had nobody to help me not even like my own leader and i was like i'm in this alone these guys are totally just gonna be like i don't know what you're saying and i, I don't like really get where you're coming from and so just trying to like reflect on where I place my identity has been really impactful. So, I think for me, identity theft really hit me hard. Brian was saying that I grew up in a Christian household and I, yeah. I, gr I grew up in the mindset of always having to be that perfect Christian kid, that good Christian boy. 
Yeah, the good Christian boy syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it is a syndrome. <laughs> but it was learning about where my identity is, that it's not in, mm. oh, I have to look like I'm the best Christian ever. Mm-hmm. Because every like every person I've heard that's a strong Christian, it's not about them. And I always thought it was, I need to... I need to like show off God. I need to show mm. how how put together I am with this. Mm. But that is definitely not the case. <laughs> I'm it's not a, it's, put together. <laughs> it's so funny, yo, because like anyone who's listening to this, you know, Nate was actually my my uh, dangerous man leader, and he kind of led us. And so I think is also kind of looking at Nate towards like looking towards Nate and um, trying not to like look at him like he's a perfect Christian, like he has it all. You know, he's gone through dangerous men, so he knows. Like he's he's like. He's like 100%. And whereas we're all like these, we're all like all the guys like that are like going through this along with Nate. We, we're, we're like at 20%. We're like, we don't know all the, all these things yet. And I think I was also kind of trying to like, ha- I, I had to like reject the lie from the enemy saying that like, you know, Nate, he's a perfect guy. He's, he has it all. You know, he, he's not struggling with porn or like lust or masturbation himself. And so I think there's also that kind of interesting aspect to it as well so you said it earlier about you're glad you didn't grow up in a christian home talk about that yes growing up in shamanism you know there's a lot of experience with spiritualism you know so basically shamanism it's like ancestral worship you know growing up i was just in this idea that oh you know we're killing pigs and we're offering it to our ancestors and and you know i was just sitting on the couch and then they would do some kind of worship i was i'm I would just be chilling watching TV. I'm just like, oh, they're doing that again. So oh, nothing special. But then it was actually when I started to see that because when we learn about spiritual warfare and stuff within Dangerous Men, we, we kind of get this like concept of, oh, it's it's just like based on like uh, porn and stuff. But, you know, spiritual warfare goes further than just porn. It goes through like things like uh, possessions and stuff. And like my, my oldest sister was possessed before and I was so confused. Like, is she okay? Does she need to go to like the hospital but then I I realized there's a spiritual aspect to this as well and so it got me very curious when we went through a uh, chapter three spiritual warfare and, and so I think learning more about that too I'm really grateful that growing up in sh- like shamanism I had that spiritual aspect and like getting like exposure to that that kind of realm you would I would say yeah it wasn't really strange that there's a spiritual realm Right, to, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, because a lot of Western Christians don't even talk about it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> when I grew up, it was nothing ever about spiritual warfare. For sure. Yeah, and I, I grew up like I felt like I was constantly being. Well, now looking back, I, I recognize so many attacks that I went through, so many attacks on my identity in Christ that I just never really dealt with. I never really knew what was happening. So through, I mean, my entire childhood, and even now, I struggle with this this idea of identity being able to know that I'm secure in my identity in Christ, that nothing I do has any bearing at all really on my worth as a person because I'm saved by him. And that's something I dealt with and still deal with is my image with other people. Dangerous Men specifically, uh, lesson one on identity, it really helped me to get out of the dichotomy, I guess, between shame and pride. Because pride was huge for me. I spent so long setting outrageous goals and expectations (laughs) for myself. I never lived up to it because I never could reach where I wanted to be mm, just based off of my own works, but on my own, yeah. the, the things Try I did. Harder. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I fell into that. It really is a, a back and forth between shame and pride because I'd be so prideful about something that I did. And then I would set insane expectations for myself and try to live up to that again and try to be better. And I'd always fall short so that that shame 
would just always take me over. And it, it was it so. Was how do you now see the difference between guilt and shame? Mm-hmm. Well, between guilt and shame, now I realize that when I do when I, when I masturbate, when I look at porn, when I do anything that is against God or away from Him, I know I'm guilty. But there's there's freedom in that because I'm not shameful. I realize that I I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to feel bad or well I I feel bad because I again I am guilty but I'm not beating myself up. I'm it's not a negative thing because I know I'm forgiven in him right away. As long as I accept that forgiveness that he's already given me, I'm perfect in him. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I think for me, you know, having gone through dangerous men, like I'm going to be real, like I I hear the words shame and I hear the words guilt, but you know, you hear it all the time but you don't really know what they mean and like mm-hmm. you're you know, oh, I feel like I'm so ashamed of this or I feel like guilty of this, but like really, like how am I using that in this context here? And so when I kind of heard, you know, like the actual definitions of shame and guilt, you know, I was able to really know what it meant, you know, because like it tells you like, because Lowell said it really well in the book, how it's like shame tells you you are a mess up and then mm. guilt tells you like you messed up. And a lot of times, a lot of situations and experiences in life, I don't realize how much shame I have and how I don't know how to clean up from that shame and how the enemy knows how to use that shame to make me feel like, yeah, you are a mess up. I continue to believe that lie. And it's, it's it goes to a point where it becomes so heavy that I'm like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think God can save me at this point. You know, So I'm just going to do what I can, my own efforts, yeah. do what I can to, to really get back to God. And the reality is was that I always had this belief that you had to, ask God for forgiveness and and that that's another point too you know when I before I actually understood what the gospel meant and having gone through dangerous men you know I always prayed and I always asked for forgiveness and I was just like oh God please please just on my knees I'm just begging God someday you know you would accept this forgiveness and and I, I think that was like such a like interesting perspective that I like learned through dangerous men. So, yeah. and well, like, like you always say, Lowell, I love this thought that every time we do anything wrong, anytime we, we masturbate or look at porn or, or slip up in any way, we go to him and say, Lord, I'm so sorry for doing this again. He, he stops us and says, wait, wait again. What do you mean again? I, <laughs> this is the first, this is the first time that I remember that you've done this because yeah. he, he deliberately forgets that. That's so freeing to me yeah. that he, he takes all of that, that shame and that, that guilt away. He, it's washed clean. In yeah. Him. There's a cure for guilt. The cure is accepting the forgiveness that Jesus gives us. Right. There's no cure for shame that mm-hmm. pushes us away from God. Absolutely. And those are all lies. And it's interesting that we don't hear about what we call spiritual warfare very much in as we grow up Christians uh, because you know it's all about lies and Jesus himself says you know Satan is a liar and the father of lies and there's no truth in him and of course all the lies that we start believing that's where the spiritual warfare all starts in our minds definitely right and I'm I'm so like I'm so like thankful that I haven't gone through this book it's not just it's not just lust. There are so many th- things in my in my life that really I have to take captive of too that can bring me shame. You know, like especially growing up in like in a Asian culture, you know, you there's that honor and shame aspect of, of like things too. You know, like you don't really, you know, growing up in a like in an Asian family, like I've never heard the words "I love you, son" from my fam- from my parents, and they all kind that kind of pushes you to like, man, maybe my parents like don't love me. And then the enemy starts to attack you like, yeah, they don't, man. Because you're such a screw up. Because you're such a screw <laughs> yeah. up. 
you know, when you, you, you fail that test and your parents, like, they, they don't, they don't say anything, but they're not proud of you or you do pass that test. Still, they don't say anything to you. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just begin to wonder, like, if there is a God, how come like parents don't show that kind of love? How can there be a God that's, that is loving, you know, not having like parents who are loving. So I think that was such a, such a strong, like a stronghold in my life. And I, that's where it ties back to like, it's not just about lust. It's about a lot of things in life that we have to think about as well. Yeah. We start with the lust, but it right it goes for everything. Definitely. All things that we struggle with, you could use the same principles. I think one of the things that gets me going the most, gets me most excited about dangerous men is the spiritual warfare aspect mm. because there's different guys through all walks going through dangerous men together doing the same thing which is getting a grasp on how to fight lust mm. but i've not met many guys that have gone in and be like oh yeah i know what spiritual warfare is i know how to fight <laughs> it's it's like giving oh, somebody yes. like boxing gloves and it's like okay go at it and that aspect of it is the offense so i keep saying it isn't enough just to have defense filters on your computer or phone or whatever you have to have an offense which means you have to know how to fight spiritually you have to know how to take a thought captive in obedience to christ you have to know how to go against lies with truth and lies statement all those kind of things are offense because we're going to get hit with it we have to know how to fight, and that's what we mean by fighting spiritually. Definitely. What I love about the book, because for me, and probably for a lot of guys, they don't know how to express themselves. So what do we have on page 121? A feelings chart. Feelings chart. Feelings <laughs> chart. <laughs> that's the chart. I love it. Because like, I'm so bad at like telling people how I feel. How do you feel, Brian? Um... I, I'm good. No, how do you really feel? Hold up, let me pull up my dangerous. <laughs> <man. laughs> it's, it's really good if you have a girlfriend and you're talking on the phone and she's always asking how you feel. You got have it in front of you. Uh, I need to carry around just the the feelings chart on like a little yeah. like a keychain or have something. A, that'd, be, little, that'd be great. Just yeah. have it with me everywhere. It's right yeah. there. Yeah, I should put it on one of those bookmarks. <laughs> I'd love it. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. So we want guys to listen to this that want to learn how to fight and want to learn to get uh, sin out of their lives and they want to allow Jesus to control them and allow the Holy Spirit and and learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. I would like to know a little bit about the 10 Rules for Spiritual Warriors book that you're using. Oh, I love it. What I really like about it is it's Dangerous Men is very focused. The writing is focused on lust and how to fight it, but there's so many other techniques and truths in it that we can apply to every other area of our lives. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like I myself, as I'm leading it, or other guys that are going through it, that it's just for lust, that mm-hmm. how to fight yeah, spiritually yeah, yeah. first totally. is just for lust. But what I really like about warrior training is that it's every other aspect. So it's God is God, I am not. Mm-hmm. Submission means submission obey anyways let the holy spirit to the heavy lifting and it's and my favorite the chapter you're doing next isn't that submission nope. and submission no no power, power and prayer well we d- we just did that one yeah that's what i'm trying to say oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one no power and prayer uh, no power which and- grabs people like what yep oh that was a, that was one yeah and i remember myself and all of our group included when we first read that it was like 
hold on a second. What what is, what is Lowell talking about? <laughs> what is this? What is this leading to? And I I didn't want to immediately talk about my thoughts on it because I just it, it was such a yeah it was, it was a bombshell right right at first <laughs> yeah, yeah but learning more about it that there is no the power doesn't come from the prayer because the prayer itself is a conversation and that's that's just a kind of mindset thing that I had to grasp and that I'm trying to apply now this idea that it isn't the power again isn't in prayer it's in it's, Jesus it's in Jesus and the things that he does for us by mm. uh, yeah yeah it's, and we it's have amazing. the authority to use his power mm-hmm. which is pretty it's pretty dang cool pretty dang cool <laughs> yeah. pretty like uh brave of Jesus to give it to us oh, yeah. <laughs> cuz I have no clue what I'm doing and I'm just <laughs> waving it around <laughs> what i love about the book well, like warrior training or dangerous men is that just from low speaking his thoughts but it also has that biblical component to it as well you know it, a lot of like the book comes from the bible and i think when we're trying to like deal with these things you know it, there's a lot of there's a lot of room to like learn more about what the bible is trying to teach us and when we read the bible you know or when we read dangerous men you know it's it's literally just pointing things back to the bible and i, I think that's what i love of so much about it it wouldn't be effective <laughs> no. if it was my thoughts no. yeah. you know it's effective because the scripture i just rephrased it basically yeah i took the good pieces out and kind of laid them out saying this is these are all of the the references all the places in the bible where it talks about this, this these are all the messages kind of compiled into one to get at one topic it's it's a great yeah yeah it's, it's amazing so if i could like say like how I see the book Dangerous Men and Warrior Training. Dangerous Men kind of teaches you how to, to identify what, like, first of all, what is the, um, like, what you are dealing with, you know, and mm. what is the, like, there is a cure, and then how to identify that there is armor that you can put on. And then Warrior Training actually teaches you how to use the armor, and I think mm. that's super effective. Yeah. So it's not just always, like, it's not just, Dangerous Men is the end. You know, it continues to grow through warrior training and then applying it to your life with other people, other like accountability partners and stuff too. So. Well, and it's it's great because lust is one of the biggest um, challenges that that every guy faces. So, kind of introducing this idea of spiritual warfare through that. I mean, I was hooked right away. I mean, I went through it once, and this semester I'm already I'm, I wanted to lead right away. I wanted to jump right into it because it's so it's so powerful to be able to to finally fight that. Um, I mean, kind of a dragon that had been. What I think is so cool is that you guys want to share with other people. You want to share with your friends because the freedom you're experiencing is like, yes, there's freedom in Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. and I want to say it. Mm -hmm. A a lot of people say, well, dangerous men changed my life. And I say, no, (laughs) Jesus changed your life. Yeah. And dangerous men is the tool that just help us clarify what he's saying in scripture. That's true. If there's one thing you want to leave for, let's say a guy's listening to this for the first time and you want to talk to him, what would you say to that guy who's just listening to this kind of stuff the first time? Don't all talk at once. I like slaying demons. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You want to learn how to slay demons too. Pick up a book, Dangerous Men. Yeah, without the uh, pride. Because <laughs> if you have pride in there, you're just going to get hit anyway. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to get I, I heard somebody, uh, I think it was Bill Johnson at Bethel Church in California. He said, never go to bed without blood on your sword. Mm. I kind of like that. It's like <laughs> really figuratively, of course. <laughs> I would say just dive in. I mean, pick it up. 
I had my reservations, my questions when first starting out, all the, the thoughts. The I mean, it is spiritual warfare that was plaguing me, trying to keep me away from this because Satan hates this. He hates it. He hates what we're doing. Just jumping in, getting involved, and doing your best to, to learn it and to apply it and just trying it out, just seeing how it works for you because those... Yeah, those thoughts, they're all lies. This idea that we, we really cannot ever fight back or ever gain freedom. It's all it's all a bunch of lies. Yeah. So mm. taking taking on that the, the journey and the the war, the, the battle that really is around us and just diving into it and learning how to finally fight back and go on the offensive and learn how to be free. Yeah. Mm. Brian, what do you have to say? Yeah, totally. I think if I could say, you know, before you dive in, you actually have to identify if this is actually a problem for you, and which it should be, you know, because it should be, <laughs> it should be, you know, like you should. You mean it is? It is. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> make it one, no. Because <laughs> right. so, no, all guys struggle with this, right? So if there's anybody that's listening to this, I think I would like you to know that you know we need to identify that this is a problem. We need fighting partners, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, there, and there's a lie that. Well, nobody's going through what I'm going through. There's nobody right. that I'm, I'm such a terrible person. All these things I'm dealing with. Nobody else is struggling with this. That was such a lie in my life for so long. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and so I think you need to identify that root issue and then learn to just put your pride on the shelf and say, I can do this by myself. I can get, I don't need No anybody. one can do it by themselves. Nobody. That's why we need the body of Christ. That's right, why exactly. you need other warriors around True. you. True. I think going off of exactly what you guys have been saying, also going down the path of becoming equipped. Mm-hmm. There are books out there that can show you how to fight spiritually, but dangerous men and warrior training are ones that I've found have helped me the most. God has used and changed my heart as how to fight, how to become equipped and to use it and to be a warrior for the kingdom of God. Rather than just a very dangerous, very dangerous, super dangerous. Rather than just being a very literate in the Bible and not putting it to any work. Yeah, it's nothing practical. Applying it that makes it dangerous. It makes me so excited. And if you're thinking about doing this and you don't know, just do it because it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's a small group curriculum, so you want to get somebody to do it with you and or a group and go at it. I'm really thankful that you guys are here and did this with me. I appreciate you. I love that you have a heart for helping other men. That's pretty fun. They are all in college right now. So it's pretty cool the way they do it. So we thank God that he has set us free. Thanks for listening. Go to DangerousMenUnited.org where you can purchase the book, which is a small group curriculum. And there's a lot of other resources on the website. And don't forget, be a man to man a warrior to demons, and always God's boy.